Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. Oh, two. Swing and a miss. Struck him out on a slider, and that is the ball game. The Houston Astros win again. That's now five in a row as they take game one from the Angels by a score of three to nothing. Astro Launch, the official pregame show of the Houston Astros. Astros with a three to nothing win over the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. As the Astros make it now five consecutive wins, hand the Angels their sixth consecutive loss. Pleased now to be joined by the Lexus player of the game, Chris Davinsky, who came on out of the bullpen after Charlie Morton pitched the sixth and the seventh. Uh, not too bad. Devo struck out the side in the sixth. One, two, three, seventh. Two perfect innings, four strikeouts. Another day at the office, huh? Uh, yes, sir, man. Just doing my job and uh, whatever's called for for the team. And, you know, we had uh, big contributions today from uh, – you know, Alex Bregman uh, came up big with that single. Uh, Jose with the sack fly, and then uh, Reddick and Jose again in the eighth to, uh, you know, put the icing on there. So that was a good win. Hey, Devo, uh, mentioned the four strikeouts in the two innings. Were you uh, a little upset with yourself that you didn't get six strikeouts? What, what were you thinking out there? Uh, nah, I was not. Nah. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that's going to happen, man. You know, you're going you're gonna to get on a roll, and, yep. you know, they're going to put the ball in play. That's part of the game. But, you know, you just got to keep, uh, you know, focusing on one pitch at a time and, uh being able to uh, to go out there and compete, uh, get myself ready to compete every time for the team. Hey, I have a question for you with your changeup. Do you cut it on purpose sometimes? Do you get around it so that it goes away from a right-handed hitter? Uh, no, not really, but, you know, it does have that action sometimes. Uh, it, uh, you know, it just depends on the night and, you know, how I'm feeling, I guess, and, uh, you know, what, what's working is working. Hey, what's the mood around the team right now? I mean, it seems like you guys are just finding ways to win. You had two big come-from-behind victories on this last road trip, and tonight using good pitching from from Charlie, yourself, Luke Gregerson, Ken Giles, some timely offense to, to get the win. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's uh, it's very exciting and uh, a lot of positive vibes and, you know, just having fun playing the game and, uh, you know, doing what we love to do, man. All right. Hey, Devo, thanks for joining us. Congratulations on the on the solid outing and on the victory. Okay. Thank you, guys. Robert Ford, Steve Sparks, on your radio, the Houston Astros Radio Network. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Astros manager A.J. Hench. Well, on the road trip, we saw the Astros get some big come-from-behind wins, saw a little bit of a different approach in the win yesterday against the Angels, uh, using really good pitching, some timely hitting. Nice to see a team that can win in different ways. Yeah, no, it was uh, a good a good way to, to start our homestand. You know, we, we were in trouble the, every inning uh, on defense, and Charlie Morton did a great job of, of delivering pitches when he needed to, and 
and we hung in there against Chavez, made a, had a couple big hits. Altuve had a couple really key opportunities. Uh, find a way to tack on a run at the end, and we have a pretty comfortable 3 nothing, 3 nothing win. When you have a guy like Charlie Borden who has that really good sinker and can get ground balls and you know one of the highest ground ball rates in the game today, is there a temptation to maybe stick with him longer than you would others because he's always one pitch away from a ground ball out or a double play? Yeah, the, the, especially in the innings where there's a top step involved where you know you yeah. kind of want to look to see how much does he have left. He's one pitch away. You know they don't generate huge contact against him like as far as like uh, quality of contact. So he gets off the barrel. He can throw multiple pitches. He's he's got the velocity this year, um, so there's a rescue mentality to him, and 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 it and allows him to pitch through a little bit of traffic. And the bullpen was just outstanding. Mm-hmm. Two innings from Chris Davinsky, and then an inning each from Gregerson and Giles. Four perfect innings from the bullpen. I mean, you, you couldn't ask yeah. for anything more. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and I passed over a, an All Star last year in Will Harris. I mean, it's yeah. nice to have that luxury of so many. Uh, relievers that are reliable and and obviously they're not going to be perfect they're going to have a couple of bad days but when it when it maps out like yesterday where Charlie struggles to the point of a shutout through five innings Davinsky comes in and and was electrifying Gregerson was very systematic in his inning and then that was probably the best I've seen Giles uh, maybe this season so I I think that 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 combo um, you know should be what should be there for us a lot. A lot of teams have trouble in their bullpen finding that bridge guy. You maybe have that closer, the eighth inning guy, maybe a seventh inning guy, but Davinsky, really good bridge guy, and you could use Feliz in that role too. Right. No, I love Davinsky in that role because he can go two or three innings if needed. Feliz has been pretty good in that role and with his swing and miss stuff. It's nice to have Harris. I used him in the sixth in Seattle last week. You know, we've finally gotten to the point mentally in the bullpen where I can use these guys at, at my discretion. It doesn't really matter who, who closes, who's in the seventh, who's in the sixth. Um, our, most of our guys are multiple inning guys, so it's uh, uh, it truly is a team bullpen. Carlos Correa out of the lineup for a second straight day. Bregman back at shortstop, and obviously not good news that Correa is still out dealing with the, the soreness with the hit by pitch in his right hand. But nice that you have a guy like Bregman who you can plug in at shortstop, even though he's primarily a third baseman. I think it's one of the reasons we're we're being so cautious with Correa is we have a good bench. When Marwin Gonzalez coming off the bench, Bregman can slide over to shortstop. Um, you know, it gives us the opportunity to be very cautious with Correa. He's a step better than he was yesterday. Um, he'll increase his activity a little bit. But um, and to be honest with you, I've taken it out of his hands where, where I, I, I just want to make sure I see him without soreness, f- swinging freely. Uh, we're early in the season. We have a good bench. It's, there's no reason to, uh, to make him take awkward swings. AJ Hench, thanks for joining us. You got it. Visit Astros.com slash radio to hear all your favorite players, up-to-date interviews, highlights, and more. Get connected with your Astros at astros.com slash radio. Astro launch tonight's starting pitcher is Joe Musgrove. And Joe, we're just looking at some of your tattoos on your arm. Let's, mm-hmm. let's describe some of these. Uh, on your left tricep, what do we have? So I got my first one I got was in high school. Um, the San Diego logo with the baseball and um, the last name and stuff here. I was born, just first tattoo. Um, then I got the praying hands. Uh, my dad was going through a real tough time in, in, uh, in high school. And uh, I got really into uh, into my faith and stuff, so I got that tattoo. And then on my bicep, kind of wrapping all the way around, is the uh, oh, wow. is the athlete's prayer. So it's a pretty long one, but it's something that I've always read and something I kind of say to myself before I go out and pitch every inning. And that's a lot of cursive too. How long did that one take? Oh, that was about four and a half hours. But the guy's really good with the scripture, and it all came out pretty clear. So yep. happy with it. And, and then left forearm. Forearm was a tattoo I got when I was. A rookie. Um, we I went down to the the part where one of our buddies was getting tattooed, and I had been trying to draw something up, a little beach sunset, 
um, something to kind of remind you, me of You sketched that? Yeah, I sketched it. He drew it up a little cleaner, but, yeah, it was something kind of I had together. And then my two wrists are both my grandfather's um, in the year they passed away. And what did your mom say first time you got a tattoo? Any, well, any they, feedback? They talked me off the, down away from it because I was, I was wanting to get one when I was, like, a sophomore in high school, and I think I wanted to get one just to have it more than like uh, purpose behind it so I would have had some pretty ugly tattoos if I would have they wouldn't have held me back but uh, when I got my first one I came home and I told them it was special to me and stuff and they actually ended up liking it and now they they enjoy the artwork tell me about your family and in the coffee business yeah so we had that we've had that coffee house for almost 20 years now and it started off as a real small business little drive through one location and then we opened up a sit-down location and then over the course of a couple years we had about six six or seven open at one time wow and um, ended up selling them all off to people that worked for us, and they turned them into their own little business. But um, now we're back down to just the original drive-through that we've had, and it does really well. Good business, a lot of a lot of loyal customers and stuff. And all the girls there kind of know everyone's drink already, so they come through and they got them all made and ready. It's pretty cool. What do we not know about coffee that you know? I don't know, man. I'm, I mean, I've I've been drinking it for a long time now, but you know, I've I've found that there's certain coffees that are easier for me to drink black over others, uh-huh. and. Uh, doing little research on Starbucks and how they roast their beans. They have a whole different process than other ones that kind of draw out and extract a little more caffeine out of the bean, but it gives it that little bit of a burnt taste. Mm. So um, I really enjoy their house blend. It's a, it's a mix of, I think, Ethiopian and um, Colombian, so it's a, it's a good little blend. For you, you came into spring training, Joe, and you had to earn a spot in the rotation and pitch really well in the spring. Mm-hmm. What was your mindset going into spring? You felt like you were fighting for a position on the staff? Yeah, um, I, I kind of, most of my preparation for the competing spot came in the off season. you know, the way I trained and, and the work that we put in to get myself ready. Yeah. And then I kind of told myself, you know, once spring comes, just, you know, prepare the way that you know you need to prepare to get yourself ready for opening day. And um, whether that would be in AAA or in, in Houston here, you know, I, I wanted to keep the same plan and work on the things I needed to work on and prepare the pitches I need to have ready for, for opening day and not so much go out there and be so concerned with putting up zeros every time and throwing my two best pitches just to, to put up zeros. You know, I wanted to mix in things, do things that I hadn't done before and mm-hmm. things that I kind of wanted to use throughout the year. So I tried to stick to that plan and I kind of knew that if, you know, I went about my business the right way that all the preparation I did in the offseason would, would lead me to where I want to be. What did the last two months of last season tell you about yourself? Did that give you confidence that you could compete at this level? Yeah, absolutely, man. That was a big thing, you know, getting up here and getting a little taste of it last year gave me that little added boost that, you know, my stuff will play at this level yeah. and that I can compete. And, you know, going into the season, I feel a lot a lot better with my approach and, and you know, the few things I learned last year on, you know, how to, how to navigate, you know, lineups and stuff and whether I need to save a certain pitch for a hitter. Should he come up in the seventh with two men on, you know, or, or you know, with even with McCann this year, learning that, you know, there's certain hitters in the lineup that you might have to not not so much be afraid to pitch to, but pitch a little more carefully, you know, because the matchup might be better for the next guy around. And I've always had a tough time with that because, you know, I'm a competitor and I'm aggressive and I don't like giving in to guys and I don't yeah. want to walk guys, you know. So, yeah. Um, but I've learned that, you know, it might be a smarter situation to take the walk and see if we'll kind of nibble a little bit, see if we'll chase, and then you know, take my shot at the next guy. Well, off to a great start. Thanks for the time, Joe. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Steve. Robert Ford, Steve Sparks, on your radio, the Houston Astros Radio Network. I'm back with Tony Sipp, who, who's had a good road trip. Uh, your team had a good road trip, and you guys back home where, where you guys are really comfortable. But, Tony, more than anything, man, the last couple outings for you on this last road trip, noticeable difference in stuff, uh, and the results came along with it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's feeling a lot, uh, a lot better. Um, you know, worked on a lot of things in the off season and uh, in the spring, and you know, just just finally happy to 
you know, contributing meaningful games because, um, you know, I know the spring, I didn't have the numbers that I wanted, but, you know, uh, kept telling people that, you know, I'll be fine. I'm actually working on things and, uh, you know, and, and happy things, you know, finally started turning around in, in the uh, regular season. But, uh, you know, still got work to do and, uh, you know, it's, it's a good start, but, you know, still got a lot of work to do. And I'm just uh, just grateful that, you know, things are finally turning around and, you know, and finally being able to contribute to the team because, you know, it's hard to sit back and watch a good team and, and not have any part in it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it definitely feels good to, to, you know, get off on the right track and then, you know, and have it pay off, you know, um, try to just keep the score where it's at. And then, you know, obviously with our lineup, uh, we're always in the ball game, and, and yesterday, I mean, and, and two days ago, uh, actually to be able to come back and, and get the win, you know, it's a big win, and, uh, and you know, and, and to have everyone play a part in it, and especially just, uh, myself, you know, it's uh, it's definitely refreshing, and you know, just try to keep the ball rolling you now. Tony, you mentioned this is a good team. You guys know it, uh, and the bullpen's pretty special too. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, you try not to be the the one hole in the, <laughs> on the team you know it's uh you know being the only lefty you know it's a lot of pressure but uh but yeah you're looking at the lineup you know one through nine when you when you look up and you got Evan Gaddis on the bench and know where to put him you know it's, it's obviously a good good lineup but uh you know yeah I mean even even down to the bullpen you know it's it's tougher pitching games that we're losing than winning because you know you, you have too much talent um, and, and the guys that's pitching in, in the blowout games is like you know they can be in the eighth ninth inning of, of, of any team so uh, you know just to even have that you know it's a, a luxury for, for obviously for AJ you know to have be able to just pick out of a hat who, who you want to go um, who you want on the mound um, but yeah a real talented team and, you know obviously you know we just have to put our talents together you know right now it's it's not even about one person you know um like all 25 guys i feel like is, is a good group of guys and you know definitely definitely gonna make for an exciting year last thing tony it had to feel pretty cool and uh read the article a couple days ago for you uh having an opportunity to give back in the community back home uh donate some uh baseball equipment uh, for some of those guys to give them opportunities uh yeah i mean it's it's one of the things I feel like um, I had the opportunity when I was coming up uh, as a youth um, to play baseball. and uh, I mean, we didn't have the best equipment, but we had some. And to see that, you know, baseball was no longer uh, happening in my hometown, uh, just I, I put my head together with a couple other guys, and uh, they said that was the need. You know, they, they wanted to start the Cal Ripken League, but... You know, they was running short on time and equipment. So, uh, you know, I told them, hey, if you get the kids together or whatever, um, I donated so, you know, a lot of them can, can lower the registration fees. And once once that happened, they, you know, didn't have any equipment. It was like the next step, okay, well, we got the kids. So now, you know, we need equipment. We really don't know what we're going to do. Um, talked to my agent, um, Dustin Bledsoe. He talked to Rawlins, and they liked what I was doing and, uh, you know, gave, gave me a um, better discount. Uh, you know, I shopped around. I shopped with, a, uh, with our equipment manager. I asked Carl, like, hey, could you do anything for me? I, I got a, you know, I got a 
couple kids that I have to get a lot of equipment for and didn't realize how expensive it was, but that that shows you how hard it is, you know, to try to get baseball going in inner cities because uh, yeah, it's, it's really expensive trying to trying to fund that that, that project. But um, fortunate enough to where you know I could, and, and that's where my heart was at, and uh, just just happy to see it uh, jump off to such a good start. Um, I had to hear about it um, third person, like my mom, my dad. They they were there the uh, the opening ceremony, and you know said a couple words. I heard my dad had to do two first pitches the first one wasn't that good or whatever but uh yeah they let him redo it which hardly ever happens but uh but yeah no they they told me it it worked out really well and like the kids really enjoyed themselves and uh and now i'm just you know keeping up through like facebook and different pictures that people seeing but just to just to see the kids out there enjoying themselves uh i mean that's you, you don't even miss like uh, you don't miss the the money part of it. It's just you know seeing seeing that they have opportunities is, is what really means a lot to me. There you go, Tony. Said, "Hey man, proud of you. Uh, keep it rolling." No, oh, definitely, I'm definitely gonna try and uh, think it's gonna be an exciting season. Just uh, just trying to stay a part of it. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.